Revelation chapter number 2. And I have been feeling this message on my heart for quite some time. It's actually a message that I preached at our National Youth Convention several years ago. I don't really even know how long. I'm at the age where I can't remember how long ago it's been. And uh, that's all right because uh, that puts me in the company with a lot of people who can't remember what I preached. book of Revelation chapter number 2 verses 1 through 5 under the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars and has borne and has patience you notice that patience is the only thing mentioned here twice it's because if you will not make it to heaven you'll need twice as much patience as you do anything else Especially if you're honking the horn in the driveway waiting on somebody to get ready, but that's another story. Has borne and has patience, and for my name's sake, has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works. Everybody say, do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Do the first works. Go back to the beginning. Go back to the point of origin. Go back to the starting block. And do the first works. I want to preach tonight with the help of God on a subject titled, Go Wild. Look at somebody, tell them, Go Wild. Lord, I thank you for your people, this great assembly people who've come to worship you and to magnify your name. From all walks of life, of all backgrounds, we are united in one thing, and that is our desire to love you and worship you. God, I pray that your anointing would settle on me as I preach tonight. To this assembled audience and all who are gathered online, I pray, God, let the Holy Ghost move. Let your spirit move, O God. Confirm your word with signs following. Help us, God, to once again go back to our original case, to our original state. Help us, God, to allow you to be the God who we claim you to be in this house tonight. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you're being seated tonight. 
when I'm driving down the road, I don't like to waste time. I don't, I don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to the news. I don't listen to sports. I either listen to preaching or I listen to podcasts. I figure that it's the best way I can feed my brain while I'm sitting in that car. I was listening to a podcast one time about how to get the most out of life, how to get the most out of work and your health. And on one particular episode, the host interviewed a professor from Harvard University, and the doctor's name was John Rady. Dr. Rady had written a book titled Go Wild, and the subtitle was Free Your Body and Mind from the Afflictions of Civilization. The interview was fascinating, so I purchased the book and began to study the subject. Dr. Rady's basic premise is that the human race has effectively tamed itself. He says we have taken our primitive wildness out of ourselves. He postulates that humanity was designed to function best in the primitive way that man lived. The constant movement and diet of the hunter-gatherer lifestyle joined with the constant exercise demanded by that lifestyle, the lack of unprocessed and genetically modified foods and grains of modern agriculture. He says that if you can get rid of that stuff and go back to the original primitive state, that man operates at its most effective and efficient capacity. He contends that man must get some of that primitive lifestyle back if we are to survive and thrive. Movement, natural foods, close communities are, in his opinion, necessary for our long survival. Because of this podcast and book, because it intrigued me so much, I began to dive into the subject and learn some fascinating information. There is a medical journal called The Lancelot, one of the oldest and most respected journals. In 2012, they made a list of worldwide top risk factors for death and debilitation. The researchers determined that the list of causes of death were almost all a result of how modern civilized man lives their lives. Dr. Hugh St. Clair called the term the diseases of civilization. The hypothesis is that the more civilized man becomes, the further from our original design we drift. This change in lifestyle have brought about modern diseases that were unknown in generations previous. Arthritis, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, obesity, depression, initiated because we're not living our lives like we were designed to live them in our original creation. Everybody okay? A Tulane University paper on the subject presented the question, who will protect us from ourselves? who will save us from ourselves. Mankind is destroying itself 
because we are too connected to modernism and too disconnected from our roots. In Go Wild, Dr. Rady proposes, he proposes this sobering exclamation. Something drastic and catastrophic is happening to our people, and it's happening fast. He says, we're not getting better, we're getting worse. And he asks the question, what can be done to preserve humanity? And he proposes the solution. We must rewild ourselves. Not moving out of our houses into caves, but to go back and emulate some of the actions of our ancestors and integrate into our current lifestyle as much of the old lifestyle as possible. We must, he says, rewild ourselves. Tonight, I come to this great congregation of people, not to bore you with scientific, medical, and anthropological theory. Somebody might say, too late, you already have. But that's not why I came. I might have done it, but that's not why I came. I have come tonight to preach to you that we, as a movement, must understand that we can never forget where we've come from. Hallelujah. We didn't start out in fine buildings. We didn't start out having conferences in fine hotels and large meeting rooms. We're not here tonight without a great sacrifice from those who have gone before us. Our churches are often met with great resistance in the early years. Now Pentecost is in large part acceptable. Denominational churches are having quote-unquote contemporary worship services. Our style of worship is becoming increasingly popular in religious circles, but don't mistake the fact that it's not always been that way. Amen. We have indeed, thankfully, come a long way. We don't meet under brush arbors anymore. Very few of us have actually been in a storefront church service. Most of us have come from well-established places We don't sit on sawdust floors or huddle by wood-burning stoves anymore. We don't have to go down to the woods and pray at a log anymore. We have a comfortable prayer room with padded seats to pray at. Our churches overflowed with talent. Our congregation has the finest of everything. We have the best programs, the finest instruments, padded pews, comfortable auditorium. We rode here in nice vehicles wearing nice clothes after having eaten a nice meal. But let me remind you that we as a church, this great apostolic church did not begin in this building. We started out in the woods at a prayer log. We started in a one-room schoolhouse. We started in a little old building put together. Amen. Amen. May I tell you that the apostolic movement was not founded uh, on technology or talent or architecture. We didn't become who we are because of keyboards and drums and guitars. Degrees and certificates have not made us who we are. We didn't come. We came out of accordions and tambourines and upright pianos. Amen. I know we've evolved beyond that. 
I know we're too religiously cultured for any of that anymore. Amen. We're too good these days for an old flat top guitar with no sound system. We're too good these days uh, to go back and just clap our hands without any other music. But make no mistake, we didn't get here based on technology and talent. We got here because the anointing of the Holy Ghost moved against all odds. Against all odds, we're here. Amen. Can I preach to you a little while tonight? The apostolic as a church as a whole has come a long way. The early church was met on its very first day with a crowd of people mocking them. If you remember Acts 2, as soon as the Holy Ghost was poured out, there was a group of people mocking those who spoke with tongues, uh, accusing them of being drunk. The church was dispersed uh, by a great persecution by Jews and Romans. Uh, Paul, the preeminent mind and voice of the early church, was stoned, beaten, imprisoned, and eventually martyred for the very same gospel that you and I believe in this room tonight. Amen. To this point, we've not faced that kind of persecution. Uh, to this point, we've not faced that kind of opposition. Uh, in a lot of ways, the modern apostolic church has arrived. Uh, we have better buildings than we've ever had. We've got more stuff than we've ever had. We've got more technology than we've ever had. Amen. We just spent about five grand on another camera and a wireless system so we don't have to trip over the wire. I got worried some of you old folks would fall as you were coming up here to give your offering and to worship over the wire. So I said, we got to get rid of that. Amen. If you want to donate, you're welcome to. It's still got to be paid for. But we've come a long way. We don't have to do things the old way anymore. We don't have to worry about the old things anymore. We don't have to worry about the brush arbor leaking. We don't have to worry about not making our rent payment. We don't have to worry about all that. We have come a long way from 75, almost 76 years ago. We are a long way from our primitive days. Uh, we had people throwing rocks through the windows of our church at the Holy Rollers during revival back in the day. Amen. We've come a long way. But though we've come a long way, we better never forget where we've come from and what God did to get us where we are. Amen. Well, praise God. We're not... The, the Pentecost as a whole is not a backwoods little religious sect anymore. Now we're part of the civilized religious world. Uh, amen. You can turn on any channel, anytime. You can look all over the internet and find apostolic preaching everywhere. Amen. There's a charismatic preacher that if I called his name, you've read his books, you would understand his name. He preaches one God apostolic preacher sermons all the time. That's right, he preached one of my friend's sermon, and my friend emailed him, so the guy sent him a check for $1,000. I would to God he'd preach one of my sermons. He probably won't because I'm too hard on him for being worldly and carnal and backslidden and still call it church, so he probably won't preach any of mine. We've come a long way from the days when they threw rocks through our windows. But may I tell you that if we've come too far to have a Holy Ghost outpouring, then we've come too far. If we're too pretty to let the Holy Ghost move, then we're too pretty. If we're too fancy to have an old-fashioned Holy Ghost outpouring, we're too fancy. God, help us get back.
Amen. I, I, I have a, I met a friend one time. I met a friend that in, in Bloomington, Indiana, that uh, at one time, he, he used to coach, he coached a basketball team to, uh, to the NCAA Final Four. He, uh, he, he was the high school coach of an NBA Hall of Famer. He was a basketball uh, uh, announcer on television for many years. I happened to meet him one day. And, uh, and, and when we first met, for whatever reason, he took a liking to me. And now, for the last 15 years, uh, probably 10 years or so, 12 years or so, you get old, they all run together. It's anywhere from five days to 20 years. Probably closer to 15 years. He took a liking to me, and we exchanged phone numbers, and we stayed in contact over the years. Back a few years ago, he sent me a copy of a book that he was writing. He asked me if I'd be willing to read it, so I had a long flight overseas, so I read it while I was on the flight overseas, and he, he asked me for my input, so I gave him some input, and we stayed in touch, and then he wrote his second book, and he, he, he got his second book, and he asked me if I would write an endorsement for the book, and so I wrote, I wrote the endorsement. And, uh, and in that list of endorsements, it has like Mike Krzyzewski, coach of Duke, and Patrick Ewing, NBA Hall of Famer. And then it has Pastor Jonathan Voskis, Bethlehem Church, Potts Camp, Mississippi. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we've sort of arrived on the scene a little bit as a movement. Not me. I'm talking about as a movement. People aren't ashamed to be connected to us anymore. Amen. But we need to be careful that while we're enjoying a renaissance in the public in the modern day, we need to be careful that we don't forget that we were born in an upper room. Amen. We were born in an upper room, not a ballroom. We were born in a prayer meeting, not in a convention hall. I'm saying we need to go back to the upper room and the book of Acts and be everything that the Bible says that we're supposed to be. I'm saying let's not get too modern to where we can't worship if we don't have a guitar and a drum hitting a beat. That we can't get excited if we don't have five or six instruments going all the time. I'm saying let's go back to an upper room where we are filled with the Holy Ghost and the power of God and we worship him because of who he is, not because of all of this. Amen, I understand. Look, I understand we got a lot of stuff up here. I, I, I stood over here the other, I stood up here this morning and I saw that line of lights over there. I had no idea where, I, I know I signed off on it at some point. But I said, how long have they been there? Somebody said, since Friday. I thought, well, I only missed it once then. I, I understand I signed off on all this stuff. I'm thankful we have every bit of it. Amen. Everything we have up here gives us one more person that can be involved in the work of God. Gives us one more young person that can be up here serving God. Gives us one more thing. Amen, we add another camera that gives us one more person that can give of themselves to the kingdom of God. I'm thankful for everything we've got. I'm thankful for all the blessings we have. I'm thankful for everything that God has blessed us with. But God, don't ever let us take for granted that we were born in an upper room. God, take us back to Pentecost. Can I preach just a minute or two more? I, I almost knocked off. I got a $1,000 check somebody gave me tonight for our missionary in Lebanon. 
Hallelujah. I almost knocked it off on the floor. If I'm going to knock something off, I don't want it to be that. Thank God for people that understand that we've been blessed and we've got and God's given us and that there's people everywhere that don't have what we have and we still care about lost people and we still care about spreading the gospel and we still care about reaching people. Thank God. Thank God. May I tell can I preach just from my heart for a minute? And may I say that in large portions of the Pentecostal movement, there's too many people that have diseases of civilization. They become too modern to have an old-fashioned Holy Ghost outpouring. We just sway to the music. And we forgot how to shout. Well, praise God. Y'all don't want me to preach this, but I'm going to preach it anyway. I found a bobby pin on the floor after a good old-fashioned apostolic worship service. I'm glad you ladies have enough hair to need a bobby pin. I'm saying let's not walk away from what made us who we are and where we've come from. Give me an old-fashioned book of Acts Holy Ghost revival. Give me holiness preaching. Make me different from the world. Tell me how to live right. Tell me how to serve God. Tell me how to be a Christian. I don't want to be a watered-down denominational nothing. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Take me back. I want to go wild. Oh, God. Jesus. Lord, help me. I have, this, I have this, this, this difficult balance going on inside of me right now because my Holy Ghost in me wants me to preach and my stomach wants me to eat. I'm at a straight betwixt two. At the risk of sounding negative, let me say what Dr. Rady said. Something drastic and catastrophic is happening to our people and it's happening fast. We're not getting better. We're getting worse. Amen. And I can say that's happening in a lot of places. But I don't believe it's going to happen here. That's one of the reasons I'm preaching like I'm preaching tonight. That's one of the reasons I brought this old prayer log. For those of you that maybe are away. And you, Brother, Brother Zach, come up here so they can get that prayer log on camera real good for everyone that's watching at home and everyone that's not able to be here. This is not just an old log that we dug up somewhere. This was a log out in the woods back over across the street where Brother J. Frank Wilson, who came here in 1947-48 to pastor this church, where he used to go out in the woods and he would pray for God to move and he would pray for the people of this community and he would pray for this church and he would pray for some of your parents and grandparents that God would touch them. This is not, this is not, this is not a fancy padded altar. This is not a $1,000 altar ordered out of a catalog somewhere. This is as old-fashioned as old-fashioned can get. But this is the wild, primitive place that we came from. Let us never forget. Let us never forget that we can't forget what God brought us from and what God has done here. There's not enough money in the world to buy this. 
There's not enough money in the world to buy what this means to us. It's not just a relic. We don't worship it. It's not some kind of a relic that we worship, but it is a symbol to us to never forget that God has indeed worked miracles, uh, not out of much, but sometimes out of nothing, uh, sometimes out of little. I don't want to forget that there's an upper room experience that I can still have. Woo, glory to God. If I, if I was in a grumpy mood, I would say that many times too many people just clap to the beat of the music and never really think about God. It's a disease of civilization. A lot of times people just kind of, when our services resemble denominational Christianity, more than they do a book of Acts dynamic powerful outpouring of the Holy Ghost, we have a spiritual disease of civilization. When we like to shout, but we don't like to live holy, we have a disease of spiritual civilization. When we like the feeling of Pentecost, but we don't want any of the requirements of the cross, we've got a disease of civilization. When we like fancy sermons more than we like a move of the Spirit, we have a disease of civilization. When we're not excited about hearing one God preached, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Not three, one. Not three, one. In him was the express image of the invisible God. All things were made by him. When we don't get excited about one God preaching anymore, we have a disease of civilization. When we get mad when a preacher preaches holiness and tells us to not be worldly and not be carnal and be faithful. We got a disease of civilization. When we preach that men ought to look like men and women ought to look like women. And that men are men and women are women. This world is suffering from diseases of civilization. But may I submit to Bethlehem Church tonight that we're going back to the upper room to rewild ourselves. If it's been a long time since you talked in tongues, you ought to go back to the upper room and go wild. If it's been a long time since you shouted, you ought to throw your head back, open your mouth, and let it go. Go wild. If it's been a long time since you picked up your feet, you ought to pick them up and go wild one more time. Hey, I've come to tell Bethlehem, we haven't outgrown Pentecost. We haven't outgrown the upper room. We haven't outgrown worship. Hey, hallelujah. Woo. God help me. God help me. I, I want to be, God, I don't want to be a smart aleck. Sometimes I can't help it, but I don't want to be a smart aleck. But when we quote more Beyonce lyrics. Well, my God. And that little long-haired sissy Harry, what's his name? We know more about what celebrities in the world do with their everyday life than we know about how to live for God every day. We've got to go back to an upper room. When we're more concerned with what the modern music and television people say than we are what the Bible says, we got to go back to the upper room. 
when we're more concerned about what's going on with our sports team and our club team and everything else, we got to go back to the upper room. When we're too busy with life that we can't be faithful to the house of God, we got to go back to the, I'm calling on Bethlehem to go wild one more time. Go back to the upper room. I'm saying tonight it's time to go wild, to get back to the passionate, crazy, wild, unorthodox ways of the apostolic church. I will submit to you that in much of Pentecost, that praise is too tamed. Prayers are too tamed. Amen. I'll be honest with you. This is just me and God talking. I don't like a quiet prayer room. I think there ought to be as much passion in a prayer room as there is in a worship song. If you can get excited about a worship song, you ought to be excited about calling on Jesus in a prayer room and saying, pour out the Holy Ghost. Pour out your spirit. Can I preach a minute? I think we're too tamed. I think we've been discipled by our generation, and it's time to break free from the clutches of modern Christianity and say, I'm going back to the book of Acts, and I'm going to be a one God, apostolic, Jesus' name, tongue talking, holy rolling. I'm going to shout. I'm going to talk in tongues. Can you get your shout back? Or has it been too long? Has it been too long since you've been back to the primitive? Why? Somebody needs to go wild right now. Somebody needs to talk in tongues like you had done in a long time. It's time to get plumb wild up in here. It's time to go back to the upper room. Don't give me tamed Pentecost. Don't give me watered-down Pentecost. Don't give me cold Pentecost. Don't give me dead Pentecost. Give me an upper room. Baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Somebody needs to go wild. Somebody's been wanting to break loose and shout all night, and you hadn't done it. Why don't you just go wild? Come on, come on, it's Holy Ghost time up in here. It's not time to patty cake. It's not time to look around. It's time to go wild. say preach to me preacher preach holiness preach one God preach worship preach prayer preach revival I'm planning on going wild folks I'm not planning on coming down anytime soon People don't come to Bethlehem looking for denominationalism. People don't drive out here in the boondocks looking for dead, dried up church. They don't drive all the way out here just looking to go through the religious motions and see a bunch of religious folks that have a religious service. By the time they get out here, they're looking for something different than they can find in their dead, dried up denomination. They're looking for something real and holy and powerful and on fire. And by God, we've got it because we're still going wild. 
Somebody needs to rewild themselves right now. Can I preach to some of our elders? Can I preach to some of our elders for a minute? I'm going to be 50 years old this year. Bishop Wilson, I've got to the point that when I preach like this, I hurt all night long. Amen. That's a fact. This old, these, these old knees, they've got some miles on them. I spent half my life like a whale. I'm paying for it now. Yeah, it, it, but, but let me tell some of our elders that if you can muster up one more shout, you might want to do it tonight because you never know if the Lord might come back tomorrow. So you might as well get it out while you can. I'm going back. I'm going wild. I'm getting my shout back. I'm getting my praise back. I'm getting my worship back. I'm planning on going wild till the Lord comes back. I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy rolling, born again, heaven-bound, believer, in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I'm not going to be tamed. I'm not going to be tamed by modern culture. I'm not going to be tamed by modern denominationalism. I'm not going to be tamed by a generation that doesn't want old-fashioned revival. I'm saying, God, pour it out on us. Pour it out like you did all the way back in that one-room schoolhouse. Pour it out like you did all the way back in that old auditorium. When we used to shout around a pot-bellied stove. Pour it out, God around this altar, like you did around that old prayer log in the woods, God. It wouldn't hurt some of us to come up and look, we can, wipe, we can wipe the fingerprints off that case. It wouldn't hurt some of us to come up and just touch that case one more time and say, God, teach me to pray. Like old Bishop Wilson used to pray. Teach me how to touch heaven when nothing else will work. I wanna go wild, folks. I said, I want to go wild. I said, I want to have a wild Holy Ghost revival.
sound in your mouth Watch it, just let it loose right now
Hallelujah. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place and give him a great shout. The Bible says, oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Why don't you shout unto him like it's already done, like it's already finished, like you're already healed, like you're already set free. Why don't you shout, 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 hallelujah. I'm free, I'm delivered, I'm healed, I'm new, I'm not, I'm not got change on me anymore, I'm free, I'm gonna dance like I'm free, I'm gonna sound like I'm free. in the wild are free they ain't shackled by chains or leashes they're free they're wild because they're free and they act wild because they're free if you're free I said if you're free why don't you act like it Addicted anymore. I'm free.
what when the people of God shout. When the people of God shouted in the Old Testament, the walls of Jericho fell down. When the people of God shouted praise unto God in the Old Testament, God sent ambushes against this, against the enemies. They didn't even have to fight. All they had to do is sing and shout. Because if you'll learn to sing and shout, the enemy will start to flee from you. Because he doesn't like you when you praise. Because when you praise, God begins to move. Shout, oh people of God. Shout, oh people of God. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for coming into this room. We thank you for speaking to us and inspiring us one more time. Changing us one more time. Knocking us out of our rut one more time. We thank you, God, for moving in this house and shaking things and moving things out of our lives that didn't need to be there, oh God. We thank you, Jesus. And God, we pray right now that the word of God would be settled in our hearts. We pray right now that the word of God, that the seed of the word would be sown in the good ground, that it would bring forth much fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Let it happen in each and every one of us, oh God. Let not the enemy take it from us. Let not the cares of this world choke it out. Let not the stress of this age take it out. But God, help it to settle in our hearts and help us to go back to the book of Acts. Go back to the Bible way. Stop following religious tradition. Stop following man's ways and man's tradition. But God, help us to follow what the Word of God says. And help us to give you everything and go wild. Help us to go wild. Help us to go wild. In the name of Jesus. Everybody shout amen.